MSW Media. News with swearing. Daily beans, daily beans. Daily beans, daily beans. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Tuesday, April 1st, 2020. Today, the FBI is reviewing Senator stock trades prior to the market downturn. Trump extends distancing guidelines until the end of April. Fox News could face lawsuits over misinformation. Liberty University's Jerry Falwell Jr. comes under fire for reopening the school. An update from Governor Cuomo. Trump accuses medical staff of stealing equipment. The USS Comfort Docks in New York. The FDA authorizes a new 15-minute COVID test. And oil prices slide again as demands erode. I'm your host, A.G., and with me today is Jordan Coburn. Hello. Hey, how's it going? How's your quarantine? How's your quarantine going? It's going good, you know. Um, Just, I guess, I'm starting to settle in. I'm starting to be like, we've almost made it two weeks. That's not bad, you know? That's a decent amount of time, mm-hmm. and we're still here, doing okay. So, I feel, I feel, uh, yeah, I feel, I feel better. I guess. I'm still managing to stay busy, which is really helpful, I think. Yeah, today I think is a a, a better day, um, at least for me and, and my mental health and my physical health and, and my outlook. I could, it, it could change. It could be different tonight. I don't know. We'll see. That's a great point. It's a totally different landscape in my brain every day as well. But you're doing okay. I know you're feeling you're feeling better, right? Your fever is gone. Yeah, that uh, I guess it's not considered a fever until it's a hundred point four. But my uh, my heightened temperature, I guess, my elevated temperature is gone. I'm back to normal, and um, my everything seems okay right now. Um, but you know, like I said, things can turn on a dime, and I give myself the grace to cope with that when it happens. Yes, I'm really glad you're feeling better, though. Thank you. I'm glad you're doing good, too. Um, I'll be recording more Quarantine with Silverstein this week. <laughs> if you haven't gotten a chance to listen to our interviews yesterday, by the way, with T. Payne on Muller, She Wrote, and Kai Rizdahl on The Daily Beans, you should definitely check those out. There's a lot of good information there. And this Friday, we will be hosting another live Q&A. This week's theme is the Pajama Jammy Jam. <laughs> you must be wearing pajamas. Uh, what so. if you're wearing those every day? <laughs> then you're good to go what 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 do, what do pajamas become at that point yeah <laughs> <laughs> well you have your daytime pajamas and your nighttime pajamas that's so. true that's true that's like a tweet i saw from greg santos he was like it's time to get night drunk <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fucking good i love greg yeah. santos yes yeah, so uh funny. if you need a good if you need a good laugh look up greg santos he's a really great comedian um the, so we have the Pajama Jammy Jam this Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific time. You must be wearing jammies. That's this Friday, <laughs> 4 p.m. And that's for pa- that's for patrons. Um, we had so much fun last week, so we're doing it again. Um, you can become a premium uh, subscriber for just three bucks. Uh, and that's at uh, patreon.com slash the daily beans. And you'll get these episodes ad free when you sign up and you'll get access to our book club and bonus content and quarantine with silverstein and the newsletter and research notes and you get the episodes for daily beans the night before they come out to the public it's all sorts of cool stuff and you get to have join us for these cocktail pajama jam q a's so it's going to be fun yay 
All right. Well, we do have a lot of news to get to um, today. There's a lot going on, as you could tell by the intro that was super extended intro looped music underneath. So let's uh, let's jump in. Let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right. So we're going to start with uh, since we've got you here on the uh, remote access interwebs, Jordan, let's start with your update. Yeah. So I'm going to cover the night and day of press conferences that are shaping up here. Uh, Well, this wasn't a press conference, I guess. This is just Trump talking on Fox and Friends. But um, basically the difference between when someone opens their mouth and another person opens their mouth and how completely different those can be for everyone listening. But the first one, I'll start with Trump because... It's always good to well, end on a good note. The brain is connected to the mouth. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, exactly. The, um. <laughs> the brain is connected to the mouth, and we have many um, organs. We have, uh, we have, bre- we're breaking records with the brain attached to the mouth. Yep. Um. <laughs> God. He talked to Fox and Friends for, I think, 54 minutes was the count, and that was pretty much straight <laughs> through, as he does. Um Really, whenever he calls in, it's just always a vacation day for the hosts because they're not saying shit, and it's not even worth actively listening. (laughs) It's like you're never going to get a chance to say any of your shit, so that's he and he said a bunch of crazy stuff, so I'm just going to go through some of like the highlights, or as we call them, lowlights. He totally freaked out about Nancy Pelosi. Uh, he went pretty crazy saying that they essentially they brought up a comment that she said when she said that Trump's initial denial relating to the coronavirus was deadly, which, as we know, is true. Um, and he said, look, she's a sick puppy, in my opinion. She really is. She's got a lot of problems. Don't forget, she was playing the impeachment game, her game where she ended up looking like a fool. She was doing nothing, but all she did for the first long time was impeach, impeach, impeach. This went on for years, if you think about it. That's all she did. She didn't do anything. (laughs) (laughs) She was was saying no impeachment. She was holding off for for the longest fucking time. Even when the Mueller report came out, Don McGahn, all that shit. She was like, nope, it wasn't until Ukraine. She was sort of pushed into it. Uh, and and that's the Republicans' new thing, right? That's their new uh, talking point is that because we were impeaching Trump, Trump wasn't able to pay attention to the uh, intelligence briefings about coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And and the, the impeachment somehow prevented him from doing his, his job uh, as uh, commander in chief or fucking whatever the fuck he is. Right. How... how- <laughs> What a coincidence it is that he always has some catastrophic event, and that's the reason he can't be a good president. It's almost like it's manufactured that way in some ways. Um, not That's not really a claim I'm making. Just sounded cool in the moment. Um, all right, <laughs> moving on. He, I mean, obviously you can't stir up coronavirus. I do not want to think, let anyone think that that's what I was saying, because that shit's obviously not what's happening. But anyway, he went on to talk about her further after he was asked a, a question that was completely unrelated to Pelosi. He butts in and basically is like, I'm not done yet. And he says, the federal government, we may get involved and take over that area and clean it up. It's such a mess. It's so bad. And yet she will see sit there and complain all she did was focus on impeachment she didn't focus on anything having to do with pandemics she focused on impeachment and she lost and she looked like a fool 
which she already said. So who's the fool now? Um, she she impeached him. Right. Well, and it's also like, hey, when your fuckface started committing crimes and people started looking into it, COVID-19 was not a thing. So that comment about she wasn't looking into pandemics, like, bitch, you first off dissolved the task force that was supposed to be. It's not Nancy Pelosi's job to look into pandemics. Yeah, and the New York Times is reporting that in August of 2019, they were ran, like they ran the um the crimson something or other uh st- simulations and told Trump that they're totally inadequately prepared for a pandemic outbreak and that he fucking ignored it. That was August. Right. That was way before any impeachment talk was happening. That was when we were still when we were still upset that they weren't impeaching him for the Mueller shit, you know? Yeah, that's a great point. Um, He also went on like a mini Green New Deal rant. He claimed that the Green New Deal would ban all airplane travel and said that it would limit every American family to owning just one electric powered car. And he said windmills all over the place to ruin everybody's house and farm. (laughs) So he's just (laughs) windmills all over the place. Yeah, that's that's the start of the sentence. Windmills all over the place. (laughs) You know what it'll be? It'll be a taco truck on every corner with a windmill on top of it. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, that 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 sounds That's what's gonna That sounds fucking awesome, actually, and like a fantastic business idea. Get 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 a get a solar windmill. Hell yeah! <laughs> but yes, Trump Trump would hate that shit so much. Um, he also went on to he so he he started like wondering on air why the u.s and russia aren't allies anymore like they were during world war ii uh he said he was scheduled to have a call with putin shortly after this interview and he he said that he used the or he used the occasion to complain that america and russia weren't allies like they should be and to which he then shifts into comments about germany and he says Germany was the enemy, and Germany is like this wonderful thing now. Well, Germany takes advantage of us on trade for years. They pay far too little in NATO. They are paying 1%, but they are supposed to pay 2%, and nobody talks about that. So I don't know, like, like is he trying to literally bring back World War II? What, what, is, he, what is he getting at with any of this? I don't know. Well, since he's the Nazi... He has to reinvoke the old the old Nazis uh, to to take the Nazi pressure off of him. I'm guessing. Ah. Um, and and by the way, uh, you don't pay into NATO. Uh, first of all, nobody pays into NATO. So like when he says they only give one percent and not two percent, what you do is you you dedicate a certain amount of your money to your own national defense, and that is what. You know, you don't you don't send a check to NATO. They don't pass a, a plate around at the NATO meetings that you, you know, drop money into. I don't fucking it makes no sense what he's t- fucking talking about. It makes zero sense. Yeah. No, not at all. Um, yeah, there's there. It's I mean, in 54 minutes, there's obviously a lot of shit that's fucked up that he said. But let's I'll try to try to wrap it up here. Oh, he took aim at Cuomo saying he didn't like the numbers that were indicating his approval ratings were skyrocketing aren't real and Cuomo's not actually doing as well as the hype would suggest and Cuomo is only doing as well as he is actually doing because the federal government's giving him all the resources that he needs and that's hilarious. He literally can't take 
the fact that Cuomo is doing a kick-ass job right now and everyone loves it and he won't have it. He won't have the spotlight being on anybody else. Yeah, no, and and you and I talked offline a little bit earlier about when Trump in the next time he did a briefing talked about his ratings and he tweeted about his tremendous, I don't know, pandemic ratings, um, meaning the number of people who watch him on television every night is better than The Bachelor or something. And he is he is absolutely going bananas, like crawling inside of his own skin because people would rather watch Cuomo and listen to Cuomo than they would listen to him. And now that the media is cutting away from his press briefings, uh, and I'll touch on on today's a little bit uh, after this, he's just he's just going ape shit. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to bring back the word ape shit because it's it's probably the best way to describe what he's doing. Yeah, I think so, too. You know, I mean... You, at, if you're at the point where the cameras are turning away from you when you were just you were as shitty as he is he was just made for the camera because he's such a shit show and everyone loves a good shit show as much as you know media like doesn't want to admit it for sure he's good tv he always has been right so the fact that people are turning away from him right now must mean that they are so 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 over it and i think like the turning point really is that now at this point lives have always been at stake but lives are so acutely Mm -hmm. at stake right now and it's like giving him airtime has always been dangerous and there's a lot of people that say that a lot but at the same time he's still the president of the united states so it's like you kind of fucking have to but the fact that they're turning away from him right now is just in it's it's insane the move of people that are just boycotting this at all yeah it'd be like taking the cameras off a hockey game when a fight breaks out mm-hmm. or taking the cameras off a nascar race when there's an accident like exactly. that's why people are watching <laughs> for the most part exactly. that's not the only reason i i get it but you know comparatively speaking they're watching for the shit show and you know for them to cut away it is pretty crazy yeah so what else what else sort of what other kind of crazy shit did he say to fox news uh yeah so he also said some shit uh, about china he tried to say that china you know he basically was giving China the benefit of the doubt and Brian Kilmeade? Is that how you say his name? Yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah, I don't know. He wasn't willing to give China the benefit of the doubt and he actually pushed back on Trump when it comes uh, to the accusation of them spreading disinformation about the coronavirus. Uh, Brian was like, well, I believe they're doing it, but you know China has already done this. And Trump said, they do it and we do it and we call them different things. Whoa. Yeah. Is that him admitting that we're reporting false numbers? I mean, that's like obviously what it sounds like. I don't, I can't imagine him sticking by that if he was asked to clarify in some sort of follow up interview, but no cameras want to see his face again. So who knows if he'll get that shot? No, he, he would, he would call it a nasty question and then, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, shut, that's a that, good point. shut that shit down. Yeah. You be quiet, quiet, you. Yeah, that's a great point. But yeah, what he said was, um, so it was after Washington Post published an editorial that was, you know, reporting on and giving shit adequately to China for spreading that disinformation. And Trump said, number one, you don't know what they're doing. And when you read it in the Washington Post, you don't believe it. I believe very little when I see it. I see stories in the Washington Post that are so fake and are so phony. I have stories that are such fake stuff, and that's number one. None of these fucking things are sentences. That's the thing that pisses me off the most every time I read his shit. <laughs> what? 
I I have stories that are such fake stuff, and that's number one. That's not a sentence. Ugh. <laughs> uh, all right, well, I tell you what, um, we're pretty far into the A block. Uh, how about we just take a real quick break, and then we'll come back uh, with um, the rest of your update. Is that okay, Jordan? Yeah, totally. All right, we'll be right back. Stick around. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey everybody, it's AG, and this portion of Daily Beans is brought to you by Third Love, the makers of my all-time favorite bras. Third Love's bras are designed and tailored to your individual shape and size. And did you know that many women fall between cup sizes, myself included, which makes it incredibly difficult to find the right fit? But not anymore, because Third Love has over 80 bra sizes, including their signature half-cup sizes, so you can find just the right fit for you, so there's no cup gap or no cup spillage. It's absolutely wonderful. Just check out their Fit Finder quiz online. It just takes a minute or so, and they'll help you find the ideal bra for you. And not only do they use your information, but they use the information of millions of women who've already taken uh, the Fit Finder quiz online to, to get the perfect fit. And they factor in cup size and breast shape to find the exact perfect bra. Uh, every third love bra is made with lightweight, super thin memory foam cups. They mold to your shape and their straps don't dig and they don't have tags so they don't itch and all of that is designed for the utmost comfort so with third love's perfect fit promise and this is so amazing you have 60 full days 60 days to wash it wear it try it and if you don't love it returns and exchanges are free and easy with excellent customer service and they donate all their gently used bras to people in need and so far they've donated over 15 million dollars in bras supporting charities across the united states and third love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone so right now they're offering our listeners 15 percent off your first order so just go to third love.com slash daily beans now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash daily beans for 15% off today. All right, everybody, welcome back. Thank you for uh, hanging around. We have more uh, of, of an update from Jordan. Jordan, please continue. Yeah, so I'm going to switch over to the good person. Uh, Cuomo, he had another press conference. He's doing these daily. Highly recommend watching them. They usually run from like 20 to 30 minutes and then he goes to questions. And he always has graphics next to him and a PowerPoint, which makes it really easy to, you know, not only stay engaged when you're listening, but also um, switch around in the video if you're like looking for certain parts or if you want to skip certain parts. So definitely recommend watching it on YouTube if you're able. Uh, but he confirmed that the rate of doubling of cases has gone down to every six days it was sitting around every four 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 to five days i think and so now they're at every six days so that doesn't mean again that the death cases are going down it just means the rate that they're increasing is going down which is really really cool uh the number of deaths unfortunately have still gone up though like i said they're at 1218 now from 965 uh, he then went on to put out a call for people to come and support the healthcare workers or the healthcare system. And if they are healthcare workers, whether they're retired or from other states or, or what, but if they're able to come in and help, to please do that. And so he put out that call and he said, it won't be, you know, for nothing and you'll be, you know, New York will owe you one basically. And that means something. And he didn't go into details, obviously, there, but just really putting out the incentive and, and call and cry, really, for people to come and help because they're just so understaffed. People are working, like, 12-hour shifts, just, like, one 12-hour on and off and on and off and even, like, more in some cases. So it's really, really what they need right now is support for the system. Still, they need equipment also. That's not That hasn't changed. And then he also switched into a more stern tone than he has kind of had the last couple of days speaking directly to New Yorkers, but I think effectively this can go out to everybody. Uh, but he was basically saying, you know, 
Um, he said, I don't know how many different ways to make the same point. That was his direct quote. Just saying, you know, when I say stay at home, it's not like a request. It's it's an order. You need to do this. And it really pisses me off, basically, when I'm seeing all these crowded parks and shit. I say, you know, go to the park, but don't go to the park if it's super crowded. It's super simple. And I'm essentially affording you the luxury of still going to parks is basically what he said. Um, but he said I might have to start doing stuff like closing down playgrounds if you guys can't follow these guidelines that we're putting out because it's getting to a point where like people could die if you're spreading the virus unnecessarily. So uh, that was kind of like a scolding sort of moment that came from him, but I think it needs to be heard. And I was thinking how different that is in contrast from Trump finally relenting and saying, just stay home, guys, just stay home. You know, like that's the most intense he'll get with the tone, which is... Not very compelling, I don't think, really, to anybody. No, yeah. So you have you have Papa Cuomo saying, "Don't make me come up there," mm-hmm. and uh, and he, he he was echoing those uh, sentiments over the weekend as well in his in his press briefings, saying, "Look, I don't want to have to take this away from you, but if you're playing contact basketball games or uh, doing this stuff in the park, I will, I will be forced to do that. Don't abuse this, or I'll I'll take it the fuck away, mm-hmm. and and I, I don't want to have to do that. But you know, like like I said, I'll pull this car over, and you can walk home if you don't fucking yeah, you know, pay attention to what I'm telling you. Yeah, I like him phrasing it like that too, and just how how different his communication style is than Trump's. I love how he does this because it immediately engages you as an active listener and active participant in what's going on, whereas when you hear you know because because Cuomo saying behave like this there are direct consequences to you behaving like that or not and Trump is just like spewing bullshit you can't even first off trust anything that's coming out of its mouth because it's (laughs) its mouth his mouth sorry uh (laughs) I don't think he's real he's 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 definitely just like some coagulated form of space dust space cheeto dust that is sent here to torture us all but he's like when he talks you can't even get on board internalizing the messages that he says let alone you know believing that anything you do is going to have any effect on what the fuck comes out of that guy's mouth yeah, no, Trump is mostly just saying stuff like we're we're at war. I'm a wartime president. We have an enemy. It's Chinese. And, uh, you know, Americans are doing their part and we will have a victorious, uh, wonderful day when everything is better than it was before the likes of which you've never seen. Tremendous. Exactly. Exactly. And it's not helpful, obviously. And yeah, I just appreciate Cuomo's bluntness throughout all of this. He's pretty blunt. Um, but he always gets around to the positive stuff, which is what's next. He ended today's press conference with a really uh, sort of rally cry, you know, come together. And he's talking specifically about, you know, there are no, this doesn't just affect Democrats. This doesn't just affect Republicans. This affects everybody. And as such, I, you know, I have hopes and really big desires that this is going to make it so that we come out of this era hopefully with that insane fighting with each other, you know, tendency behind us and we can find some unity in this that is incredibly necessary for the, you know, continued, I mean, honestly, maybe even existence existentially of this union. So I want to play 
his ending words. Uh, it's about three minutes long, and I think you're going to enjoy it. We just had a great meeting where we brought the healthcare system from across the state of New York together to come up with one coordinated plan. Not private hospitals and public hospitals, not New York City hospitals and Long Island hospitals and Westchester hospitals and upstate hospitals, not big hospitals and small hospitals. The entire healthcare system convened, coordinated, working as one for the first time in decades. No one can ever remember the way we have deployed and coordinated like this. Why? Because this is a statewide battle, and we want to make sure that we are all coordinated and we are all working together. And that's exactly what we've accomplished at this meeting. No politics, no partisanship, no division. There is no time for that, not in this state, not in this nation. This is a deadly, serious situation. And frankly, it's more important than politics. And it's more important than partisanship. And if there is division at this time, the virus will defeat us. If there was ever a moment for unity, this, my friends, is the moment. In this situation, there are no red states, and there are no blue states, and there are no red casualties, and there are no blue casualties. It's red, white, and blue. This virus doesn't discriminate. It attacks everyone, and it attacks everywhere. The President said this is a war. I agree with that. This is a war. Then let's act that way, and let's act that way now. And let's show a commonality and a mutuality and a unity that this country hasn't seen in decades, because the Lord knows we need it today more than ever before. Questions, comments? And that's what I got for that. He uh, took questions after, so if you want to go listen to those, like I said, catch it on YouTube. They're all posted there. Everything's free and streaming live. Um, love? Love Cuomo. His approval rating, apparently, according to one poll, shot up from 44% to 71% over the last couple weeks. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, quick, uh, the Trump's briefing today, I just was watching part of it. Um, don't watch it. Don't watch these. Uh, he slurred his way through it, uh, tried to read. His hair got blown all over the place. That was kind of funny. Uh, and he, these are totally useless briefings. Nothing more than campaign events um, for the incumbent. I'll say at one point, though, Trump brought up the my pillow guy, and that's when the media cut away from the <laughs> and oh my god, fucking Twitter went nuts. It's a, it says here from Raw Story: the internet is confused why Trump invited my pillow guy to the public health briefing. Um, when when Trump took the podium to deliver his press briefing, one of the businessmen pledging to help make masks was an unusual choice. Mike Lindell, the founder of my pillow. It's unclear why uh, Lindell, a frequent Fox News advertiser and Trump supporter who has faced a series of lawsuits over deceptive marketing and unsupported health claims for his pillow product, uh, would be a key fighter. And commentators on social media weighed in. Joy Reid says, so my Tiger King. Oh, <laughs> Joy Reid. 
Jerry goes, so my Tiger King binge was interrupted by a text saying the CEO of MyPillow is now part of the presidential briefings on COVID-19. Please tell me this is a prank. Um, Tom Nichols says, oh my God. Tom Nichols goes, well, imagine my relief that the MyPillow guy is on the job. (laughs) Uh, uh, Chuck Wendig said Trump has the MyPillow guy in a pandemic press conference. And that is a sentence that proves we are in the most asinine assholes of fucking timelines. That or the simulation is glitching hard. A clown car filled with Fredo's on fire off the cliff. Um, And then Kevin Cruz, this is good. He says, two days ago, I tweeted this. And right now, Trump has the MyPillow guy speaking in the Rose Garden. And and two days ago, he tweeted, he said he called Tom Brady earlier this week, too. I bet he has Kid Rock and the MyPillow guy leading a task force within the week. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, (laughs) You know how many Americans around the country that have MyPillows are just like, no, and just are going to be, they threw their pillow out the window and will be sleeping without one for the remainder of this quarantine. (laughs) <laughs> yep and um uh pappiness nick jack pappas says uh trump has a my pillow guy speak the my pillow guy these aren't press conferences to calm the american people they're infomercials for trump and his friends uh so it was just absolutely ridiculous here's the one last one uh um, brian T- brian tyler cohen says once the trump aligned my pillow guy came on to give a free infomercial cnn cuts away good on them for not giving oxygen to this partisan corporate bullshit and that is true they did cut away as soon as the pillow guy got up there and one last thing i want to say don't listen to dr burks about anything anymore she's totally useless she's out touting Trump's uh, acute uh, acumen for uh, analysis and his uh, incredible awesomeness. And so they've got something on her. Don't listen to her. Listen to Cuomo. Listen to Fauci. Do not listen to the MyPillow guy or any corporate CEO infomercial person that he brings up. And don't listen to Dr. Burks. She's she's absolutely useless now. Oh, my God. That is so fucking weird. That's like, ugh, the mustache man. The actual, yeah, yeah. the actual mustache man. I, I also, I mean, I also just want to say, I like, I make jokes about being disgusted by him being friends with Trump or whatever, but it's obviously an objectively good thing if they're going to start making PPE supplies for people. But the fact that he felt the need, like you said, it's clearly a corporate friend that this mm. man has that Mm -hmm. he's giving stage time to. It's really hard to believe that it's anything other than that. Yeah, I think we can officially change the phrase hold my beer to hold my pillow. I think we can just officially (laughs) say that from now on. And and here's another uh, good tweet that's not really related to anything, but I wanted to read it because I I thought you would enjoy it, uh, Jordan. It's from Le Bear Girdle. Um, and it, it's on Twitter and it says 30 days, half September, April, June, and November. All the rest have 31 except March, which has 8,000. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That is so true. Yeah, that was oh a good gosh. one. That was a good one. I'm just, um, I hope he, just for pure entertainment purposes, I hope he rules, he rolls out a different TV infomercial celebrity now from now on every day. Just like. The sham wow guy. <laughs> <laughs> and they bring out Billy Mays, but he's dead, so they're propping him up. <laughs> yeah. They uh they borrowed the Tupac hologram technology. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Mays hologram. <laughs> oh my god. It's the fire festival all over again. It costs it costed it cost millions to do it, but they decided to persist nonetheless. 
Well, I think the Republicans slipped that language into the stimulus package uh, where they are allowing uh, $300 million to uh, have a hologram to resurrect uh, Lazarus style the uh the you know the the stylings the political stylings of billy mays um yeah <laughs> real quick while i have you on the line um a couple other things trump did this weekend he extended the the distancing measures till the end of april uh he retreated sunday from his desire to relax coronavirus guidelines by easter he was touting that and he announced instead all americans must continue to avoid non-essential travel going to work eating at bars and restaurants or gathering in groups of more than 10 for at least another month and perhaps until June. Um, the grim recommendation, uh, I, th- those aren't my words, uh, but this recommendation um, he made in the Rose Garden, it came just a day before the end of the two-week period uh, in which the world's largest economy has largely shut down with uh, obviously staggering consequences. We had 3.3 million jobless claims last week. Um, Mr. Trump said repeatedly last week he wanted to reserve such dr- uh, drastic measure. He wanted to reverse these measures soon. Uh, his his goal was Easter, April 12th, in the hopes of restoring restarting the economy and having beautiful churches have filled with beautiful people. It'll be beautiful. Um, but public health experts, including the president's own advisors, had, had warned that uh, trying to return to normal life too quickly risked allowing the virus to rage, increasing the likelihood of more infections and raising the number of deaths. So the president finally appeared on Sunday to acknowledge the, the possibility of large scale deaths. Now, admitting that, um, you know, more than two months after being briefed on the outbreak, that 100,000 to 200,000 Americans could die. Um, and to put that in perspective, that's uh, if 200,000 Americans die, that is 60, 70 times the number of people who died on 9-11. And, and keep in mind, it was Dr. Fauci who talked Trump off this ledge. It wasn't Trump himself with his winning beautifulness um, and his Easter predictions. So we're very fortunate to have people like Dr. Fauci out there telling the truth in public. Uh, and it, it's said that it was Fauci's television appearances the day before making these grim predictions that actually swayed Trump. So... Um, and some uh, quick numbers. We're up to almost 3,000 deaths uh, today. Um, at this rate, again, it looks like 100,000 to 200,000 could die. And that's the best case scenario. Uh, if we keep doing this sheltering in place and if, you know, Florida and Louisiana and Alabama and Mississippi get their shit together. Worst case scenario, according to the models, is two to four million. So do not let up with staying at home. The surge is it's going to get worse. Many hospitals will be overrun. Some hospitals are now making decisions to call COVID patients DNR or do not resuscitate. Uh, I spoke to a source of mine who works in an ICU that they're chemically coating patients now instead of uh, doing compressions. And when I say chemically coating, I don't mean euthanizing. I mean, instead of doing CPR to resuscitate patients, they're giving them drugs because of the risk of spreading that occurs when you do chest compressions. It sprays everywhere. Um, and wow. then. They're leaving. They have to leave the body in the room for four hours to let everything settle. And then you can remove the body and they're double bagging them and they're not tagging them uh, on the toe as covid patients for fear that the team that removes the body will you know, freak out or treat it differently because the, the, the standards to for body removal are the same regardless of how you die. Uh, but this is how at least one patient was handled where where uh, this source works. And, and she says they're already uh, in discussions to, to you know about what to do with coding patients and if they're going to all be DNR going forward, meaning do not resuscitate. So, um, one thing that uh, Jordan that, that Trump's brought up on Fox and Friends too that I thought was interesting is he just came out and uh, admitted that the, the the Republicans are hurt when people can't vote. 
in that Fox and Friends interview, he referenced proposals from Democrats in the coronavirus stimulus negotiations that would have vastly increased funding for absentee and vote-by-mail options. The final package included $400 million for the effort, which is far less than what Democrats wanted. And and Trump was saying, oh, if, if that happens, Republicans will never win elections again. Basically admitting that when people can vote, Republicans lose. So how bananas is that? Yeah. Yeah, he's saying a lot of shit right now. I, I mean, he always has like, I don't even know if you can call them Freudian slips, just whatever, saying shit that he probably wanted to keep inside. He's yeah. been doing that a lot lately. <laughs> yeah, he has. And I don't know if it's lubing the truth, uh, as we used to say on, on Mueller, she wrote, getting the truth out there so that mm-hmm. when it so that when it actually happens, it doesn't doesn't hit as hard or if he's just being fucking dumb. Yeah, I think about that thing he said on Fox and Friends about, you know, China, China manipulates information and so do we it's like all right is there gonna be a follow-up to what you just said or was that uh looping the truth or was that just a big fuck up they're all yeah. equally possible except the follow-up one we never get that yeah and if, and if you see a post on social media that says you know the media is stupid because covid stands for chinese originated virus etc cetera, etc cetera. it is not what it stands for uh, that is fake news. That is uh, Russian propaganda. I, I don't know if they started it, but they're pushing it. Uh, it's pushed by OAN. It's pushed by Trump and, and, and Trump supporters. COVID stands for Corona. The CO stands for Corona. The VI stands for virus and the D stands for disease. Um, Makes so sense to me. There's nothing. It has nothing to do. The C does not stand for China. For China. It doesn't stand for... <laughs> Vagina. Uh, so that's just, um, I guess that's that's going to wrap up uh, your time with me here today, Jordan, on, on our updates with uh, Cuomo and Trump interviews and press briefings and task force crap. So thank yes. you. Thank you for uh, for being here with me virtually. Totally. I miss your live face. I know. I miss yours, too. This is sad, but it's okay. We'll see each other Friday at the Pajama Jammy Jam question and answer extravaganza bonanza, and it will be awesome. Yes, that's true. I have a massive cold sore brewing, so you can all look forward to that. Yeah, and I I don't mean we'll see each other live. I mean we'll see each other on screen. Oh, yeah, 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 on Spike. Yes. Yeah. On Spike? On Spike. <laughs> Spike TV. On we have a new Spike. show coming up on Spike TV. It's yeah. me and the pillow guy. And Can you we're imagine? Gonna, we're going to have a COVID-themed Shark Tank oh, show. Yeah. <laughs> if Spike Tank sponsored us or took us on their roster, that'd be hilarious. That'd be the single biggest drop-off in viewership they'd ever experienced. <laughs> Three Next. women with opinions. <laughs> Next on yeah. Spike TV, it's John Taffert and hospital what is it um hospital rescue (laughs) oh i was gonna say boobs hospital boobs oh hey that sounds like something on spike as well yeah (laughs) all right well thanks for joining me and take care (laughs) and we'll talk to you soon thank you also can i plug my second episode of the podcast i disagree with steve shristick my co-host um came out today tuesday so check it out itunes i disagree Thank you. Yes, I disagree, Pod. It's great. Everybody check it out. Thank you. And we'll talk soon. Thanks so much. All right. Okay, see bye, AG. Bye, everyone. <laughs> bye. All right. Thanks again to Jordan. And we'll be right back after this message with uh, some more news. Stick around. 
Hey everybody, it's AG, and this portion of Daily Beans is brought to you by TheZebra.com. Nowadays, I am very careful not to waste money, uh, and I learned recently that Americans are overpaying on car insurance by more than $21 billion. Uh, $21 billion, I feel like Dr. Evil. Probably because searching for a better deal on car insurance can take you hours, and it typically results in a barrage of unwanted spam calls and emails. That is, until now, thanks to TheZebra.com. TheZebra.com is the nation's leading car insurance comparison site because it's the only place you can compare quotes side by side from over a hundred providers and choose the best for you in 90 seconds or less. Plus, they will never, ever, ever sell your information to the spammers, which is a huge relief. So you won't get all those unwanted calls or emails. You just answer a few quick questions uh, in a simple, fast form. They find the best rates and coverage in your state. TechCrunch calls the Zebra Kayak for Auto Insurance. And the best part is it's totally free. You can save up to $670 a year using thezebra.com. Uh, I know we all could use that extra cash right now. So check out thezebra.com. Uh, how much can you save on car and home insurance? Go today and start saving at thezebra.com slash dailybeans. That's thezebra.com slash Daily Beans, spelled T-H-E-Z-E-B-R-A dot com slash Daily Beans. You'll be glad you did. All right, everybody, welcome back. Uh, the Justice Department has begun to review a series of stock sales made by lawmakers ahead of the downturn, but after receiving early intelligence briefings in January outlining the scope of the impact of the outbreak of coronavirus. This inquiry, which is still in its early stages, is being done in partnership with the Securities and Exchange Commission. We called it, yes, beans come true for the SEC. And it also includes outreach by the FBI, who has reached out to Senator Richard Burr. If you remember, Burr sold off nearly $2 million in stocks after attending an intelligence briefing January 24th about the scope of the pandemic. Uh, Burr, the Republican senator from North Carolina and the chair of the Senate Intelligence Committee, or SISI, still claims he sold the stock based only on public reporting. But this will be tough to prove, this case. Um, it, not for him to prove, but for, for the DOJ to prove, because Congress passed a, the Stock Act in 2012, which made it, it made it illegal for lawmakers to use inside information for financial benefit. But under insider trading laws, prosecutors would have to prove that lawmakers traded based on material, non-public information they received in violation of a duty to keep it confidential. It is not clear who else, if anyone, is being probed at this time. Uh, as we know, Republican Senator Kelly Loeffler of Georgia and her husband sold 27 stocks valued between $1.3 and $3.1 million from January 24th to Valentine's Day, according to Senate records. They also purchased three stocks at a value of $450,000 to a million, including shares in Citrix, which is a software company that's gained approximately 15% in value since Loeffler and her husband bought the stocks last month. And the reason is, is because they make telework software. Loeffler, who was appointed to her seat in December and was sworn in in January, has denied having any knowledge of the stock sales. She says she uses a third-party financial advisor and did not learn of the trades until later, although her husband, Jeffrey Sprecher, is chairman of the New York Stock Exchange. So I'm sure they, you know, don't talk about that in bed. Uh, and though Feinstein, Diane Feinstein and Inhofe had made trades as well, the FBI has not contacted them as part of this review. Uh, records are showing that the, their stocks were actually made by, uh, their, they have a blind trust, and these stocks that they sold were part of an already ongoing uh, system of sales that they were making since well before the coronavirus outbreak was even a thing. And so the FBI has not reached out to them. I don't think there's any wrongdoing there, but we will see. And oil prices plunged Monday to an 18-year low as the number of novel coronavirus cases worldwide surged past 700,000. And this is reinforcing worries about the impact of the pandemic on the global economy, obviously. U.S. and European stock markets moved higher, though, despite the prospect of much of the world remaining in confinement, at least until the end of April and in America, according to Trump. Maybe 
through June or maybe through May. Excuse me. Uh, crude oil struck the lowest level since 2002, with Brent North Sea tumbling to 21.65 per barrel at one point. Twenty-one dollars for a barrel of oil. The benchmark U.S. contract WTI briefly fell below 20 bucks a barrel. That's bananas. Um, there are warnings that oil could sink even further as storage tanks around the world approach full capacity. Saudi Arabia, meanwhile, announced it would raise exports by 600,000 barrels per day to a record 10.6 million barrels per day in May. So they're flooding the market. However, Trump held a phone call with Putin uh, today, and we learned about it from Russian state media, and they discussed oil prices as the U.S. producers are now reeling. So Trump has put you in that position. And if nothing, quote, if nothing comes out of Trump's call to Putin, oil prices could easily drop a f- couple more dollars. Uh, and that's according to an OANDA market analyst, Edward Moya. The Kremlin said that uh, Russia and U.S. energy officials would hold consultations on the global oil market, but the news failed to lift WTI considerably, and Brent fell even further. So that didn't help any. And from The Guardian, at least one student that returned to Liberty University last Monday has tested positive for coronavirus. Last week, Falwell invited the school's 5,000 students to return to campus after officials confirmed the Lynchburg, Virginia-based institution would be defying nationwide calls for mandatory school closures. Now, any student returning to campus would be required to self-quarantine for 14 days. Lead physician uh, Thomas W. Epps Jr. confirmed in the report that nearly a dozen Liberty students are showing symptoms of COVID-19 since returning to school. According to Epps, uh, of three tested, one was positive, one negative, and the results are pending for the third. Eight other students were told to self-isolate and have not been tested. Quote, we've lost the ability to corral this thing, Epps told Falwell before the school's reopening. Uh, of the 1,900 students who initially returned, Falwell confirmed more than 800 have left again. He added the university had, quote, no idea uh, how many returned to off-campus housing. The university announced Friday that students will receive a $1,000 credit next year. But this was after Falwell changed course on issuing refunds for the semester. So at first he was, you know, he was resisting these refunds. Now he's going to send you a $1,000 credit next year. Aren't you lucky? And Fox News is facing serious backlash after several of its anchors downplayed the severity of coronavirus in the weeks leading up to the outbreak. The Fox Business Network recently announced it had parted ways with Trish Reagan, who dismissed the deadly disease as a Democratic scam that was nothing more than another attempt to impeach the president. Quote, when I've been talking to Fox insiders over the last few days, there's a real concern inside the network that their early downplaying of the coronavirus actually exposes them to potential legal action by viewers who maybe were misled and actually have died from this. Uh, I've heard Trish Reagan's being taken off the air. Uh, It's reflective of this concern that Fox News is in big trouble by downplaying the virus. And so it's interesting that their main concern at Fox News um, when they talk to Fox News insiders is that their potential the legal ramifications, not that people are dying. And on Sunday night, President Trump suggested there was a nefarious reason that New York's hospitals are running out of masks. And his implications seem to be that healthcare workers who are fighting for patients' lives might be stealing masks or hospitals were using them in an inappropriate manner, though Trump said he wasn't accusing them of doing so. Um, Cuomo brought this up in a few of his press conferences, uh, especially today, saying, I don't know what the president meant by that, uh, and he's not going to take a guess. He's not going to, you know, he's not going to guess on that. Uh, But we know what he meant. Any any such suggestion, by the way, has no basis in fact. Uh, Instead, given the chance to prepare hospitals and healthcare workers for the expected influx of COVID-19 patients, Trump has not taken action to build up supplies of the vital equipment experts knew would be needed. 
Uh, instead, the administration has refused to use the Defense Production Act, or DPA, to ramp up production, except very recently they ordered 3M uh, to, to produce some masks. And now there's a shortage of PPE, uh, like masks and gear for healthcare workers, which threatens the lives of professionals on the front lines and could overwhelm the healthcare system even more rapidly. So, uh, also just today, real quick, um, the Dow Jones Industrial Com- in- Complex <laughs> Index is uh, up almost 700 points today. Uh, but in the wise words of Kai Rizdal, who we spoke to yesterday, the market is not the economy, and the economy is not the market. So check out that interview if you haven't. But we're keeping our eyes on the market because it's news. But uh, Kai and I uh, have a really, really good in-depth discussion about what these ups and downs and the volatility means and what the bear and bull mean and, and you know, how to sort of frame it uh, in in the lexicon of all of the other economic indicators that are that are going on right now. We talk about housing. We talk about job loss. We talk about unemployment. We talk about... Um, a bunch of other factors that should be considered when you're talking about the health of the economy. And federal health officials on Friday approved a coronavirus test that can provide results in less than 15 minutes using the same technology that powers some of the rapid flu tests. Uh, The new diagnostic test could accelerate testing in the United States and allow for rapid results in doctor's offices before they send you back home to give it to your family if you have it. But shortages of critical equipment used to collect specimens like swabs and masks will probably blunt the impact of this new FDA-approved test. The uh, FDA authorized the test for emergency use, signaling that federal regulators were satisfied with the validation data and believe its benefits outweigh any risks, such as false positives or negatives. Uh, The test maker, which is Abbott Laboratories, we reported on them last week, said it expects to deliver 50,000 tests per day starting next week. The technology behind the test looks for genes that are present in the virus, similar to PCR Uh, tests that are already on the market. So uh, good news. But if we don't have the swabs and we don't have the people and we don't have the PPE, fuck us. Right. There's not much you can do about uh, about those mitigating circumstances, except Trump could uh, invoke the Defense Production Act and force uh, private industry to develop more PPE, more swabs, uh, you know, more of what you need to get these tests done. And they could do it at a rapid pace and without price gouging anybody, uh, which is what's happening right now because the states are still currently in bidding wars for this equipment. And it's the private industry that's making all the money and they're making the money uh, at the at the cost of lives. So I don't know how they sleep at night, but uh, as somebody tweeted yesterday, um, look, if capitalism were so great, why does it need socialism to bail it out every 10 years? I don't know. Uh, although Elizabeth Warren did know, look up her interview on The Daily Show um, about a decade ago. She explains the 10-year boom and bust cycle and how it impacts everyday Americans and how it every time it happens, it just makes the rich richer and uh, makes that it just drives a wedge in that in that gap. That income inequality gets wider and wider every time it happens. So we're just continually transferring our money up to the rich people and continually getting screwed over by not having paid sick leave, by having to work long hours, by not having childcare, not having education, not having college, having being saddled with huge amounts of student debt, not having access to quality, free, non, not-for-profit healthcare uh, in this country. It's, it's absolutely disgusting what's going on when you look at it in the big picture. I, I know you all can see it. I'm preaching to the choir at this point, and I appreciate you listening. <laughs> I'm just a uh, a little mad about it. Um, we will be right back with the good news. So stay with us. Uh, you always want to hear the good news. So we'll be right back. 
Hey everybody, it's AG, and this portion of the Daily Beans is brought to you by Human. Like most people, I am very busy. I have a busy schedule. I try to stay active. Um, I used to travel a lot, but not anymore. But now I put in long work days here at home, getting these shows together and keeping my energy levels up through all this, especially with the, the some of the mental health stuff I'm going through right now, can be a real challenge. And that's why I'm excited to tell you about something I take every day that helps me stay on top of my game. It's Super Grape Soft Chews from Human. They taste great. They make me feel more focused and energetic. Uh, and I have less of that late afternoon left. Super Grape Soft Chews are delicious and they give you an energy boost. Super Grape Soft Chews are packed with heart-healthy grape seed extract. That's how they do it. And that protects against oxidative stress and it promotes normal blood pressure and it promotes energy efficiency by supporting blood flow. So you don't have jittery feelings. There's no crashes. It's just energy the way nature intended with antioxidants derived from non-GMO concentrated clinically studied grape seed extract. Experience the great tasting heart-healthy boost of new Super Grapes Soft Chews. And get your Super Grape Soft Chews at supergrapes.com slash dailybeans and you'll get a free 30-day supply with your first purchase. This offer is only available here, exclusive for our listeners. That's supergrapes.com slash dailybeans. Supergrapes.com slash dailybeans. You'll be glad you did. All right, time for the good news. Uh, Hobby Lobby, the dicks, uh, at the center of some religious bullshit Supreme Court cases and whatnot, uh, were refusing to close their stores, but they have now closed their stores. But they're also, uh, on the downside, they're beginning laying off people, saying God is in control uh, amid the coronavirus pandemic. Despite previous claims from Hobby Lobby owner David Green that a vision from God told him and his wife to keep the chain open, stores are closing now and the company... Uh, might be making it worse. According to the Frontier, the Oklahoma-based business has closed its stores in the state and then turned around to cut employee pay due to the outbreak while also terminating at least 32 employees in Hobby Lobby's art and creative department. A letter sent out Friday affected to, to the affected employees noted that the layoff is permanent and encouraged them to seek unemployment benefits. They were also told that a company representative will stop by houses to deliver personal belongings and company badges and equipment. And Florida officials have arrested a pastor of a megachurch after detectives say he held two Sunday services with hundreds of people and violated a safer-at-home order in place to limit the spread of the coronavirus. According to jail records, Pastor Rodney Howard Brown turned himself into authorities Monday um, in uh, Hernando County, where he lives. He was charged with unlawful assembly and violation of a public health emergency order. Bail was set at $500, according to the jail's website. And then, oh my God, the Department of Justice has given the entire unredacted Mueller report to the courts. Judge Reggie Walton, uh, to be exact, he, he ordered the Department of Justice to hand that over by March 30th, and they did it by March 30th. Um, he will postpone, Walton is going to postpone the review of the fully unredacted Mueller report uh, due to the coronavirus until April 20th, uh, as it stands, and we'll keep you posted, although I'd be just be taking that shit home and reading that shit. Um, doctor, he's not going to do that. I just want to let you know what I would do. Doctors believe, um, 
Now, uh, also, this is great news that the early call for restrictions in California has helped slow the spread of the virus. San Francisco is the first, you know, they were the first city to enact a shelter-in-place order. They have not yet seen a surge in patients, and many believe it's because of the quick actions of the municipality and and the local government and then also Gavin Newsom uh, statewide. Uh, We seem to have a flatter curve. We have not seen the peak. I don't want you to think that we can all go outside and have a good time yet. we got to keep doing this, at least until the end of May possibly longer. Uh, but we're doing our job out here. And I just want to throw everybody uh, and, and and not just here in California, but everybody in the country who is sheltering in place and doing their part to help spare the lives and uh, and health of our healthcare workers on the front lines and to to help flatten the curve. Just a big giant virtual hug to all of you for, for doing your part. I, I appreciate it. And uh, I know that um, the I know that there's a, a lot of people who are going to live because of because of that so thank you very much for that i really appreciate it uh let's see more good news from susan a branch of our family that has been emotionally distant for years suddenly wants to connect with via facetime sunday night we had our first virtual cocktail party and we had a wonderful time the social isolation has returned some very dear family members to us and they want to do it again next week we are so happy thank you susan for sharing that from alana axley or elena i think it's alana Uh, I always said I would get a Nintendo Switch when I was done with law school. However, we're at the end of law school and have no idea when we can even take the bar exam. My fiancé convinced me to get one. We are both playing Animal Crossing now at New Horizons, and it brings such joy to us both. Thank the goodness, or thank the goddess, excuse me, for this video game. Alana, I have just purchased a Switch. It showed up yesterday. Uh, I am waiting for my Animal Crossing, uh, and I will get my Animal Crossing on with you. So, high five. From Madeline, I'm thrilled to report. That, oh, and congratulations on law school. Uh, and sorry you're not going to get to take the bar exam. Uh, I, I bet you will soon. Maybe they can do a bar exam by mail. They should. From Madeline, I'm thrilled to report that I work in a big New York City hospital, and I've just been put on a project to roll out mental health support to frontline COVID units, emergency departments, ICUs, etc. I'm excited to be able to support our amazing healthcare workers uh, as they do their incredible work at this time. Check in with healthcare workers in your life. Yes, definitely. From Jonathan King, we have an election on June 9th in Nevada, and it was just announced that it will be done entirely by absentee voting, with absentee voting registration not needed. This is great news and a good test for the general election, if it's needed as well. That is, that's very good. From Sheila Connor, Texas federal court denied Attorney General Paxton's lawsuit attempting to close abortion clinics because of COVID. That's huge. That is amazing. And that is wonderful news. And it reminds me of the OAN reporter during the Trump briefing today who was like, you know, only 450 people have died in the last 60 days due to the virus, which is fucking wrong. It's 3,000-ish right now. Um, and uh, But she says, but think of the hundreds of babies that are killed every day in, in, in elective abortion, blah, blah, blah. It was just the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. So congratulations. I'm glad that the Texas federal court denied this. I hope they do it in the other states that are, that are trying to block abortion as an elective surgery. Um, from Kimberly, Kimberly Weber, my best friend and her daughter painted rocks to place on the path that local residents walk to cheer them up in our quarantine times. Now everyone is painting rocks and leaving kind messages on them. I love that. Um, uh, from Sophia Behrens, uh, I've been listening to Muller. She wrote in the Daily Bean since about the time AG appeared on Getting Curious with Jonathan Van Ness. And I have loved it ever since. Y'all mix humor and current events seamlessly, which gave me relief during my busy college schedule and has given me lots of joy during the time of change and uncertain this time of change and uncertainty. 
One piece of good news that's been happening in my hometown is the faith communities that have been created virtually. My mom is a pastor, and our congregation had to quickly figure out how to connect with the older members without making the technological side too difficult. And it has been wonderful to watch the younger members help take care of the older ones, mostly from the side of connecting them virtually so that they can feel less isolated and still be a part of their church. I hope you are all staying healthy and safe during this time. That is absolutely wonderful. And from Karen Johnston. In addition to requesting good news from your patrons, may I suggest you also ask for coronavirus confessions. For example, I would tell you that I now actually deliberate between dressy sweatpants, walking the dog, and casual sweatpants, sitting on the couch. This is what life has become. P.S. Keep up the good work. I like I like COVID confessions. Welcome to the COVID confessional. Church music here. Um, thank you all so much for sending in your good news stories, and thank you for all of your ideas and your support. And it's just been absolutely wonderful. Uh, I really feel like I, I can't uh, like we started with the Mueller investigation. We we went to Daily Beans. We built up this community of absolutely incredible people who are out there to to that just want to help others and be of service. And because of that, we now have this support and this community. And I and I I'm just so grateful that everything sort of came together in the universe to put us all together uh, at this time to help one another and reach out and support each other to step in the boxing ring when, when the rest of us need to rest so that we can be tagged in later to keep fighting. So thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you again, Jordan. And thanks to Mandy reader for sending along the good news stories. We'll have her live on here this week uh, as well. Like I said, uh, our, our network editors and engineers are working their fingers to the bone editing everyone who is working remotely. So we're trying to do that sparingly because um, stitching together these conversations, especially with, you know, a couple of assholes like me and Jordan who talk over each other. No, I'm just kidding. It can be difficult. So we really appreciate Starburns Audio and Mac, um, Mazelle, uh, Period Networks for doing this for us. Uh, I know it's a lot of hard work and I can't, I can't thank you all enough. There's just so many people in place to to make all of this happen uh, and a lot of that has to do with y'all so again appreciate it virtual hugs hats off and please take care of yourselves take care of each other take care of your mental health and take care of the planet i've been ag and them's the beans the daily beans is executive produced and directed by ag and jordan coburn and engineered and edited by Mackenzie mazell and starburns industries our marketing manager executive assistant production and social media direction is amanda reader fact checking and research by ag jordan coburn and amanda reader our music is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. And our website is dailybeanspod.com.